Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for Let's Talk. Let's talk. Shall we? Unspun. Yeah. What a dark day, George. In media. Yeah, W5, gone. Can't believe it. All of the noon and 6 p.m. weekend newscasts across CTV gone all of the weekend, noon and six, and then the weekday noon gone. It's like yeah. getting texts from people across the country. I had a friend of mine, Dan, who sent me a note just saying, just watching my friends getting walked out of CP24 in Bloomberg. And then I've got, you know, other friends locally here at CTV that are just like, I can't believe what's happening here. I can't believe it. And it's like, a remarkable number of people and not just people, but also radio stations being sold off, quote unquote, sold off. And in the next sec- sentence deemed unviable as a business model. So that's not like the radio station is going to be sold. I'm speculating here, but the radio station is going to be put up for sale. And then that means the property, the brick and mortar is for sale. And oftentimes, like what we saw here with TSN 1040 and uh, 1410, both of those licenses were just, AM licenses were just handed back. Like you go, is, you go on. You know, if you've lived long enough, you think, man, those people used to fight for those licenses and pay so much money and go through such a process to get a, a license to broadcast in Canada, which is coveted. It was coveted. I referenced in my opener there, Let's Talk, which is spelled Bell's little program they do for mental health care. And that was on January 24th, two weeks ago, which I was surprised at. I, it, I, you, we were talking before the show that we kind of missed it. Like it usually it's a If you'd asked me deal. what date it was for, for Bell Let's Talk, I would not be able to tell you. There's usually this preamble of get ready, here it comes, here yeah. it comes. And then on the day, even people who work in competition, everybody be like, you know what? Yeah. For the sake of this, initiative we're gonna we're gonna come together on it and it feels really hollow right now i mean it is an industry and you know this is a business right like so many other things when we're talking about um you know how netflix destroyed the video uh shop rental shop or how uh the gig economy ride sharing is impacting the taxi Mm -hmm. you know industry Mm -hmm. like there are those things but I really feel strongly as a member of the media for almost three decades now and starting off at a little AM radio station and knowing firsthand, not as somebody, I don't work full-time in radio. I love radio and I listen to radio. Um, when there's something going on, when there's a snow day, when there's uh, a flood, when there's um, some kind of massive infrastructure issue or I don't know, global pandemic, you want to know what's happening in your neighborhood. And if it's all originating out of Toronto, God bless the center of the universe. <laughs> it doesn't tell us Smaller what's happening here, Ontario. right? Like Smaller it's, it, you know, I it's, worry it's, about it's, that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, the irony of the mental health care, this is obviously a mental health care day for uh, this next week Thousands. for a lot of people who got laid off across Canada. Of course, bottom line is bottom line. A lot of people are attacking the corporate, you know, entities and how dare they, but if there's no money, there's no money. Um, and that's the challenge. You've seen it in the newspaper industry. We Just a couple of weeks ago, we heard about Black Press uh, being in BC here, being in a lot of risk at, uh, the, you know, declaring, uh, you know, protection 
Um, we've seen cuts at cores. We've seen, you know, you and I, I've lived long enough and I worked in I've CBC when there was uh, ma major cuts when I was at CBC. I was cut our, same day as George Strombolopoulos and Jennifer Valentine. They just yeah. top line you that here's all the highest paid people. Well, I was the lowest paid go. person, which was ironic, but I got cut, but the next day I hired on contract. Right. <laughs> but like, that's okay. because last one Weird. in first one out in a union environment. Right. Yes. So that's, that's the right. difference. I, I yes. wasn't part of a union when, right. when I was laid off and I was quite pleased to, to not be getting up that early in the morning. <laughs> um, but <laughs> they you would say, do this at 1130 every, uh, every Thursday. They say no one gets into this industry for job security. Right. So mm -hmm. that's part of this as well. Um, it's a, it's, remarkably worse now than it has ever been, not just because of these layoffs, but because with every layoff, somebody who remains has an expanded workload to cover the person that's gone because the need for the content still exists. The the want for you to shoot, edit, write, you know, file for the noon, file for the five, file for the six, now show up at 11 with a stand-up out and, the, you know, because we will always need the content the you mentioned the the money piece of it and and here's where i think there is an argument about the business model is that these small stations used to be at one time independent and mm -hmm. they were bought up kind of like grocery stores bought up and bought up and bought up in this big yeah. company that reports to shareholders and people are complaining about the bell ceo's whatever 36 million dollar paycheck which is always going to be you know, how much are the executives making? But we, you yeah. know, because you're a business person more so than mine, my career as, as a broadcaster, you need good people to run businesses. So you need to be able to lure executives that are at the top of their game to come and run com companies in our country, right? Like there's mm -hmm. that, but there's also, do they all need to fly around on a private jet? <laughs> Well, I mean, I think, yes, you're right. Let's use a, a positive example where Czech TV, where you work, you have a show, uh, was, uh, you know, it's an independent, very unusual independent TV station. And I, and, 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 well, we don't see the bottom line. I mean, I guess the people who are shareholders do, but the employees are shareholders. Yeah, the employees own the station. Company. It's not a public company, so we don't get access to it. Right. But, but let me like just Black interject there because I do yeah. know I, this one thing, because I'm so glad you brought up Czech. Czech is North America's only employee owned media outlet. Um, and I'm very proud to be a part of it. I, uh, along with Linda Steele, lease our show to check. So mm -hmm. we don't, we aren't employees. We don't have a stake. We don't have an ownership piece. We are contractors with check, but I have, you know, fr friends like Don Taylor, Donnie, Donnie Taylor. When I first started, he is an employee of check. So he's a part owner. And when I, when it announced that we were going to do this show a couple of years ago, Donnie immediately phoned me. We go way back and he's like, you're going to love this. Like it's special. Mm -hmm. It's special because when you, when you make money, everybody makes money. But for the first, I think it was seven years, the people that ran that place didn't take a paycheck. Like it was crazy commitment. And I think yeah. there should be an opportunity for that to be in trail and in Castlegar and in, you know, these, these places in between times, because they need these local radio stations. So I hope somebody gives those licenses to, I don't know, the city or the, mm. the, the forestry and, and highways and police. And you put young broadcasters in there and they're fed the information so that it is there for people that need it. I think it's a public service that needs to be not funded with a massive bankroll, but it should be, um, you know, like we take care of parks. 
like we take care of all of the things that are important to community, right? Do we need to talk about park board here? Well, no, I mean, just to finish my, my thoughts on this issue, because obviously I have, a, you know, I've been working with the newspaper industry for a long time, wrote a history yeah. book on newspapers. I've seen that industry evolve. Uh, you know, you and I work in media. We probably have, there are, there are, there is a station in Vancouver, a major station, and I get to see ratings because I do media buying I, that has a zero share. Zero share to those who don't understand how media works is means nobody's watching this newscast. I won't say which one it is, but it means basically it has zero. There's no value to be putting an ad on this on this entire TV station, but their newscast literally has a zero, and uh, that's not good. Um, but you're right. I think there's this opportunity locally to to but you know to create these media outlets, whether it be radio, TV, or print. Uh, or digital, obviously print being more digital, all of them moving towards digital. Our show probably gets more <laughs> viewers and listeners than that newscast that I'm referring to. And uh, so this is the way things are evolving. But you know, it's, what's interesting when I worked at CBC and I worked up in Prince Rupert and Prince George and the, and the share, when I talk about zero in this, at a certain station in Vancouver in, in Prince George, the CBC state radio station had a 22 share. That means 22% of everybody listening to radio was listening to CBC in Prince George. Very important part of what they do. There has been over the years, uh, this movement by CBC as an example, and the federal government where they're funding newspapers through this fund that has been created via Google's money uh, that is help propping up journalism, which is great. And I know there's a lot of people who hate this, but I don't understand whether the solution we have, if we can't take money from a giant American conglomerate to underwrite Canadian journalism, uh, that's literally tied. The money has to go to the journalist. To the journalist, it literally has to go. You get fifty five thousand dollars. The journalist gets the five thousand dollars, not the media outlet. So it's very closely tied, connected to that. So it's creating journalism, but also the question of CBC and its future. We underwrite CBC over, you know, is a billion dollars a year, billion three. Uh, as taxpayers, what is its mandate anymore? Why is it not picking up slack? When you say you know, we need to have community journalism or this needs to keep going. Well, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of socialization, but the initial mandate of CBC. I didn't, I didn't suggest socialization. No, 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 but clear. that's what just people to be clear. No, 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 but no, I'm listening will... to you, but to yeah, be no, clear, yeah. I was not suggesting socialized radio. I was suggesting no, no. that and, radio it's... is important. And the people that say you can get that on a smartphone, I will argue that there are people who don't have smartphones yes. and don't have cell service and don't have access to Wi-Fi and don't. That's right. So it's the equipment and the technology. I, you and I have both gone to a lake just outside of downtown Kamloops, no cell service. And it's like right there. And there's no, I'm not even talking. Yeah way out in the boonies, but way out in the boonies deserves access to, and you can turn on a radio with a battery and nothing else, no subscription, no nothing. You turn on a radio and you can right. find out what's going on in the world. If there is someone on the other end of that microphone and for people who are shut in and, and, right. and it, it perhaps have a disability that they puts them in a position where they can't read a newspaper, they can't, whatever radio can be a lifeline. And I, just because you and I don't need it the way some people do, um, I, I want to advocate on, on behalf of those because the people who have gotten in touch with me and told me that my voice through their radio has changed their lives. Yeah, and I, and let me just finish my point because I think that there is a place, though, for uh, our government because the initial mandate of CBC was in these remote areas where there is no business case for this and there's no journalism happening. This is a dangerous 
situation in for right. democracy and for how we have an informed public to be able to do their work. So when the private sector is bailing, which is what's happening, and yeah. small-scale stuff just can't happen, then we have to ask ourselves as Canadians, what do we want? We actually have to go back 100 years to ask ourselves, you know, uh, to see to look at the past, to see how media was created and how journalism was created. You know, newspapers and traditional journalism as yeah. a... You love newspapers, oh, I love radio. A, no, no, no. Let's move on. A, We're no, getting inside journal, baseball journalism. here. You keep coming no, back to newspapers. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me oh. finish. No, it's not newspapers. It's journalism. You balanced keep saying journalism, newspapers. Balanced journalism has only been around for over 100 years. Pro-con, radio, TV, print, doesn't matter. It, we're losing it. We're losing it, and it's dangerous, and we need to make sure that we, uh, as a citizens of our country, ensure there's a way for balanced journalism to continue, how, whatever that model looks like, in whatever medium it is. And that's what I'm worried about. Okay, so today's news is that radio stations are being shuttered. So that's why I'm talking about the need to help these radio stations keep their licenses in these places, keep the call letters, keep it in a place where people can hear what's happening in their community, period. Because mm -hmm. people are going to get pissed off when it was like, and the CBC, and the CBC, and because people are like, ah, defund the CBC. It's like, that's what's getting us here, right? The, I, don't, this, I don't understand what you're saying, but okay, let's move on. Let's move on. I think we're. I don't think. I think we're saying the same thing. But I. I well, you know, that, I think. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Anyways, part. I was four. trying to make a point about today's news. Yeah. About radio stations. That's what I was doing. What do you want to talk yeah. about next? Well, Park Board is, uh, <laughs> and City Council and. Vancouver, Start with the police what is, board. What is going on? Can we talk with the police. We got a couple oh. of boards to get to here. I've never seen that happen before. In camera it, meeting discussions board. put public. From a, a stab, a, a very respected person. I, I just, what is going on? What is going on? We'll talk about the provincial stuff. There's something going on behind the scenes that we are not aware of, whether it's staff or the politicians. Who and what is going on here that this person has resigned from the Vancouver Police Board for feeling like they were being pressured? Uh, being told, you know, to come put get, in a position of conflict of interest because I two mean, people who were. Uh, elected to the board, or what? What do you call it? Um, not assigned. Who were brought on? Brought on board. Um, mm -hmm. Who both had significant ties to city funding. Like, how do you yeah. join a board that's run by, chaired by the mayor? How do you disagree with that person on what they're putting forward or what's on the table if your business is beholden to to city funds? Like, that's the yeah. gist of the story. Uh, but the in-camera meeting, because over the course of this podcast, as much as we love to fight and disagree, you teach me a lot. And you've taught me about in-camera. And mm -hmm. it's such a weird term because yeah. you think in-camera means you've got a camera on you. Yeah, exactly. But in-camera means you're not allowed to talk no about camera. this. Right? Yeah. And what happens if you do? Because we are seeing a little bit more often where in-camera doesn't really mean what it used to mean. Well, you know, I, it's, it is an interesting, uh, the iron, ironic name of it. But I, I, I remember, for me, I got in a lot of trouble because I would come out and I would say, uh, you know, it, this didn't pass or there was a decision. Because, you know, it's not surprising if something didn't happen in camera. You're not allowed to say what happened exactly. But you certainly, why can't I say what I did? I'm, I'm going to, bullshit, I'm going to say what I did. And I yeah. did. And I got in trouble. But I said, you find the law that says I can't say what I did. In a yeah. meeting, I'm not saying anything about anybody else, but if I'm willing, unless it has some other legal ramifications, like it, it meant like it was real estate deal where there's financial stuff. Right. But a lot Insider of this stuff. Insider baseball. I, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but no, so much government is going in camera now. It's ridiculous. And and it's and that's kind of my what was my point with it. This is not this kind of stuff should not be in camera. This should be debated in public. And that's why I'm bringing bring on the legal battle. I'll take it. And they never did. They never did because I and was what right. What was the what was the thing that you can you say? What was the thing that there you were said? Several you said? occasions. What was the one uh, that got you in shit? God. You remember? I, I no. I, there was a couple that were related to one. I think it was Bar- some of Barashi Bridge. And I forget the other one. You know, there was a few that I came out and I said. Not uh, earth shattering. Perhaps not necessarily. They shouldn't have been in, in camera. camera. They shouldn't have been. So, you know, those kinds okay. of things were are frustrating. And, and it, you know, the Metro Vancouver, 90% of it's in, in camera. Like, it's ridiculous. I do think that's ridiculous, right? Like, why can't we know what our elected officials are discussing? If, if not, you know, obviously... I was listening in today on the Supreme Court of the United States. I was a fly on the wall for two hours listening to that. And I thought it was fascinating. It was interesting because if you can't back up what your opinion is, if you can't back up, because when we got to Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett, it's like pretty clear whose team they're on. Right. But that's fine. (laughs) You know, it's not Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I don't agree with them, but that's what the conversations are about. They weren't disrespectful in it, but it's like, okay, I would love to know around the Metro board who's saying what. I'd love to know around the Surrey police board who's saying what or not. Right. I'd love to know why there are mayors. Why can't you attend? Why can't you attend? Why can't you attend? But one more than that. Why are the mayors the chair here? Why are the mayors chairing police boards anywhere? Because I talked to Linda about this. Obviously, she has Mm -hmm. her husband is chief of police in Surrey. So I, I get that her frustration around who's the chair in Surrey. But she talks a lot about being from Alberta. And being from Edmonton. And that's not on in Edmonton. That's not mm. how it's set up there. We're really? unique in a lot of ways out in these parts. And it's like, huh, why? Sounds like the province might need to fix that. Yeah, I mean, but will they? Mm, let's talk about the province. Because mm-hmm. yeah. did you see the mm-hmm. ads? Speaking of the, the province and Surrey, the ads that Brenda Locke and her team behind the scenes uh, put mm. up attacking attacking oh. the provincial government. Actually, uh, openly really? now showing Spending that they're going after that government specifically. And then you find out who's behind the scenes. Did you, did you hear that? You know, no. you know, who's behind the scenes. I probably know them, but uh, yeah. go ahead. So it's Mark Marison. Oh. It's Christy Clark. It's uh <laughs> Peter German. It's, it's, Classics. I don't know why I'm, I, I've tried everything to get rid of these emojis. If you're watching us on YouTube, I apologize for the thumbs Good thing up. 90% of us, 90% of our viewers are listeners. Right. Still bugs <laughs> so. me, still pisses me off. <laughs> but no, but hearing that, the, you know, why does this feel so politically charged? Because it is. It's politics. It's trying to do damage to the provincial government as they're heading toward, you know, it's a long time before we get to an election, but headed that way. And, you know, there's oh, a yes. lot. There are a lot of things in the air right now. Uh, the juggle is real. I think for, you nailed it there, though. You just nailed yeah. it. Uh, you know, it's, the fact that they're spending money and it's political, this is, we're talking, what, eight months till election? You're going to see so much stuff starting to pop up that is going to be both sides and all sides. There's three parties now, uh, four parties provincially. So it's going to get really ugly uh, because it's, uh, you know, certainly on the center right, you have to, the competition is, you know, even the Green Party attracts a lot of people on the right of the spectrum. Strangely, they yeah. do. Um, yeah. I, I know my mom went from conservative to green. I'm like, what? And so there's a lot of Sonia uh, first to know. No, this was a long time ago, but it's quite common that a a conservative, uh, when they become 
older, they kind of decide, oh, maybe the Green Party, they don't look at their oh, financial skills. Oh, sorry, first skills. to now. First to now. She wants first to now. She's no longer to oh, now. Oh, yes, that's right. She, she's, she's to now. Shoot. Um, but yeah, no, okay. I think this is going to get really ugly. And I think that Surrey, that the fact that you're saying that Mark Marison and, and Christy and those kind of people are behind it, this is not about Surrey Police Board anymore. This is about the NDP. This is what this is all about. And there's going to be millions of dollars spent. And it's going to be interesting. Of course, Ed, you and I, we love watching this kind of stuff. And uh, drama. And it's going to be interesting. But I think that is okay. So now we're, now we're in an election year. So now there's a lot of other things at play here. And uh, this is a really about discrediting uh, the premier. And which goes to the next issue, which, of course, with uh, the resign resignation of a senior cabinet minister with this week. Like, what's yeah, um, this is a red hot subject because one week ago while we were chatting, I was doing this podcast before going and taping Steel and Vance where MLA uh, Selena Robinson joined us as the post-secondary education and future skills minister talking about international students. We had booked her, yeah. you know, a week in advance, whatever. Didn't realize the storm that was brewing around her. I thought it was actually on your show. I was like, what? Did this happen? I, I thought, oh my God, what did she say on Jody's show? No, <laughs> it didn't. It, and you know what? The mob came after Linda and I until Linda was like, guys, calm down. We were busy. Jesus, <laughs> we're not living our lives on Twitter. Because that's largely where the pushback. There's production involved with your show. There's production involved. We actually have to juggle things. And there's only four of us doing it. So there's that when you want to talk about how shrinking media. Um, anyway, um, but watching how that all unfolded and then seeing, mm -hmm. I guess it was Friday. It was Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday because Thursday was our show. On Friday, the premier stepped up and said, listen, obviously... That's an embarrassing mistake, and the ministers apologized. And you know, we'll take. Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but basically, the le the legal ease of, you know, she'll reflect on this and move on, whatever. And then, over the weekend, a, a couple of really, I don't even know what the term is, outspoken is an understatement. Um, yeah. People online. Tricky waters. This is tricky well, waters. It's, but it's a, <laughs> well, but we're watching you, it happen. I mean, I, I, I know. Having been the, the target of harassment for seven years, I don't want to watch anybody be targeted in the way that people are targeting one another. And I'm not even going to pick a side and say which side is know, targeting which other side. I'm just saying that it's all really, really over the top, high vibrations of negativity in ways that are are astonishing and then to see the premier i guess monday first thing mm -hmm. was like yeah we the mla robinson has has resigned and then you know the speculation starts to roll out like did she though <laughs> which leads to our thing that we talk a lot about which is how parties destroy themselves and this is a crack in the caucus there's something going on just like we were saying you know what's going on in at the at the at the part at the police board what's going on here really behind the scenes with the ndp obviously the premier got pressured whether it was external pressure or internal pressure but certainly the ndp are very torn on this issue of the palestine and israel they're very very the left wing side is very very confused by this uh because they don't they you know they, they we know they're, they're very they're very conflicted and so I imagine that conflict is happening within the NDP caucus. And this, of course, just like 
how can you know just I, I can only imagine the the heated conversations that happen behind the scenes uh and now you have damage within the caucus you can't it's really hard to repair that damage once it's once it starts once that wound once that is there it just starts to fester and if the bc united and the conservatives and the green party are are politically motivated smart they're gonna pick at this they're gonna, they're gonna take this it. and they're yeah. gonna just where okay what happened now how do we who was on that side who was on this side who was pressuring the premier to make the flip-flop on this now how do we how do we target those people how do we make this worse how do we make the premier look weak They've got eight months to an election. Our number one goal is to make this guy look unworthy to be the premier. They can't. They don't have time to switch. Um, so now their number one goal of all three political parties going after this guy. All now going, okay, we got something going on here. Uh, and then you've got the whole Surrey police thing happening as well, simultaneously. These are things that destroy political parties and help the opposition, whoever that might be, win. Yeah. Interesting. It's it's interesting also unrelated to the subject matter of what is broken in this situation, yep. but just in general, as a leader to come out and say, mm -hmm. acknowledged, apologized, support, mm -hmm. and then days Talk later be like, Flip. we're done here. How does everybody else feel? Because everybody's going to step in it at some point, George. Of everybody is going to. It's like saying you're going to get Who's, along all the time. Yeah. You and Am I, I just had a Who's fight next? off the top of our freaking podcast, yeah. and I love you. You know what I mean? Like everybody's going to have their day. So, but do you, do you in a party, but do you have is, each other? Oh, and you're right? allowed to make a mistake and apologize. And I'm again not talking about this particular subject. No, I'm talking about subject in general. Hundred percent. Right? This is a uh, a real problem because, of course, yeah, the next issue that comes along, whatever it might be, if you're the person who's being pressured for whatever, when you stupid thing, when politicians say stupid things all the time, all the time, uh, am, I next? Media people. am I next? Am I yeah, exactly? Am I next? Am I next? Do, can I? Does the premier right. have my back? Does the NDP have my back? Like, I, I want to be able to be honest, and I want to be able to say my opinions as a politician, but if I can't. Uh, how far does this go? How much, how strict is, and who's in charge? Who, who, how good is your who's word really in charge here? How he, good is your word? When you say something, so do he's you not mean in it? charge, right? He's not in charge, clearly. No. Somebody pressured him. He flip-flopped. That shows to mm. me that somebody else is pulling the strings behind the scene. Who is it? Why is that? This mm. weakens him. It's bad for him. It's bad for the party. It's great for everybody else. And it's going to be like spin. It really did look like spin, didn't it? This like, is Unspun ooh, Podcast, ooh, ooh. by the way. Unspunpodcast.com is where you find out more about us. Um, <laughs> what are some of the other things we wanted to talk about? Uh, specific well, to the, the Trump. Well, we talk about, you touched on that, I think, a little bit. Can we yeah. just quickly hit the, the park board? Because there's a lawsuit now. Oh, that, yes. That's what we're doing. We're going to do that. I, Who's I paying for that? Didn't I predict that? I believe I predicted that. I did predict that. Um, yeah, it's uh, very it's, smart, George. <laughs> and we'll see if it's effective. Um, it's. I think. What was I? I was thinking about this, uh, the park board. And actually, I was talking to somebody from the suburbs yesterday. I was out in White Rock for a meeting, and I was talking to this old friend of mine who lives out there. She's lived out there forever. Very suburban. She's a mom. She looks. You know, she works in comms. But you know, we. She was saying, uh, and there's actually two people I talked to, and they both said the same thing. They said. Well, what is the deal this park board? It seems kind of elitist. Exactly. That, and I think I brought this up before. This is what the premier will say 
well, I'm going to support the dismantling of the park board because it seems kind of elitist. Why does Vancouver have a special park board? Why no other city across the region, which is where he needs to win, yeah. doesn't have a park board. So I'm for the people. The other thing he will he will bring up is you know the fact that uh, why does the Vancouver and this is bad news for the this is where uh, that our mayor might be going oh crap uh, he might go by the way why why does Vancouver have its own charter why is it not part of the, the municipal charter maybe we should look at that while we're at it I'm going to actually perhaps dismantle the Vancouver charter because why is Vancouver where they special. only have a few, you know, why is it so special? I yeah. support all of British Columbia. That's and that's the message I think. If he goes for the dismantling the park board, that's the message. He, those are the things he's going to say. Fascinating, because when I'm when I'm looking at, and I will say we got a little bit of reaction last week after saying that the the response from the pro park board alliance, allegiant, whatever you want to call the group that are. Yeah. When we were saying it's it's become a little shrill, like it's become a little, what's the right, like over the top, a little yelly. And if you got to yell, maybe you don't have much of a leg to stand on. You should probably talk about why it's important and historically what has worked while also acknowledging where the shortcomings have been, because um, that's what's been missing here. And it feels like this legal move more so leans into the, just the nuts and bolts of it for me. The problem from in my mind mm -hmm. is we already pay enough for stuff that isn't working. So this kind of looks like the park board once again, not staying in their lane and just taking care of mowing the lawn and, and making sure the trees I, I are exactly. healthy. Right? Like you, you said earlier, inside baseball. I think that's yeah. kind of this as well, right? This is like, exactly. what is happening? What is this yeah. thing about the, most people in Vancouver are going, what, what is, sorry, I'm, oh yeah, or the park board? Oh yeah, that's, uh, yeah, oh, I hate it. Our parks are a mess. What, what is this thing that's going on? Oh, that sounds dumb. I mean, I've given I, up on Kitts Pool and you know, after my entire life of swimming there, literally my entire life of swimming there, I the fight in me is gone. I've started Pilates. I just, I can't. Out of water. Out well, of I water. just can't. Out of the water swimming is what I'm doing now. <laughs> and, and yay for me that I can afford that because it's expensive as it hell versus like that, the Pilates. few dollars. It does that? look like out of water swimming. It, it does. does. It well, weird. I just, it's been, it's been four years now that I have only been able to go swimming three times. And I used to swim from the day it opened to the day it closed every year, my entire life. Like it's just I, I will, remarkably I will point... bad management. What? John Cooper made me make, make sure I'll mention this, that if that's not park board, it's uh, city is supposed to oversee blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, okay, where, okay. The line between city and park board to me, the, the argument park about board, the park board, put the COVID stuff. restrictions on that pool, not the city. This is the problem. This is why maybe amalgamating. Let's go just to the city, the city and I'll, I'll go stand in city council and I'll say, open up my goddamn pool, open up the pool. So that other children like mine get to do what mine did when he was a little toddler and walk around in that little shallow end and feel like he's looking around at the beautiful mountains and oceans and all the things that we have here. It's, I will go and stand in council. I can't get into a park board meeting because there's too many mad people there. <laughs> I won't do it. But speaking of mad people, let's hit on Trump just in this last two <laughs> minutes that we've got here. What do you think is going to happen? My God, I don't know. This is really interesting. I mean, these decisions being made, and I'm reading all these tweets. I'm going, holy crow! This. I assumed that the that there would be an easy process that the that the uh, any kind of decision by their courts would be like for right. Trump in the end. But it's looking like maybe not on this this issue of him having his name on the ballot specifically. I, I it's so crazy interesting i mean i just i'm it's hard it's hard not to be a bit obsessed with the madness that's going on down there it's, it is if you're the into politics slow, 
the slow molasses up the hill justice, like de the debate in front of the Supreme Court justices today, uh, where the Trump attorney seems that Trump has a really smart attorney because this guy was on it what I was listening to anyway, which is surprising hmm. to me because it seems all of his other ones are like, damn. He's got he's um, a lot of them. He has. <laughs> um, but there was this, you know, wanting to call the insurrection. That was just a riot. And having, mm -hmm. you know, one of the justices be like, seriously. Um, but then having the more conservative justices almost like lob up opportunities and, and subject matter for Trump's lawyers to be like, right, exactly. Like it was mm -hmm. interesting, the 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 parlay at play, right? Yeah, it, it's, and and it's like a dance. Yeah, in the words, uh, you know, euphemism. I just, it's that's that's where we're seeing when you talk about spin. My God, the mm -hmm. different terminology. Not a, it wasn't a, you know, it was a riot. It was a riot. It's okay, yeah, it was a riot, but they also breached the doors of a, a sacred People building that is meant to be, yeah. you know, a sanctuary of of stability for democracy. You don't do that. That's not how it works. And and I hey, remember I talked about it. I brought this up at City about City Hall and that happened. And then I got so much hate. Yeah. How dare I compare what happened at City Hall in Vancouver to what happened in Washington? Well, you breach in a riot situation the internal workings of a of a de democratic institution. It's no longer a riot. It's yeah. no. It's a revolution. And that's uh, I don't care what level of government. You might say I'm overrate. You know, but it's it doesn't matter. This is not how democracies work. You vote them out. You vote the bums out. That's how democracy works. And you need the media to hold the feet to the fire of those who would wish to spin you. And it's on all of us to stay informed. And today, back to what we were talking about off the hop, is it's a dark day for journalism and people who are screaming at the top of their lungs that mainstream media is garbage. Uh, check yourselves, because mainstream media in Canada has many checks and balances and is really important um, in, in making sure that, that those who would abuse power are held to account, period. Mm -hmm. Without and, that. Absolutely. There are a lot and by of the people way, making a lot of money off our backs. Yes. And uh, uh, for, to note, Jody and I will not be broadcasting from the Soviet Union or Russia or whatever we call it now. Uh, I won't oh, get you started on that one. Jesus. I won't get you on Tucker. Say good night, Georgie. <laughs> George underscore Affleck. That's right. At George underscore Affleck on Twitter. A fun Twitter follow for sure. At <laughs> Jody Vance. Unspunpodcast.com. Share it with your friends. We're here every Thursday. And uh, it's always a good time. It's something. It's a bit tough, but it's fun. It's, it's always day. fun. <laughs> okay. See you later. <laughs> Thanks, All right. Bye.